I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. And welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. It's Thursday, January the 7th, 2016. And the word of the day is... Spirit. What a wonderful word. And you came up with it. I did. During the, yeah, during last week after we had kind of put you at... Um, um, uh, just kind of jumped on you and didn't tell you that we well, were going to ask you. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, spirit is a huge word. And I've got uh, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary here and the full definition of spirit. There's lots of them, aren't yes, there? Yes, there are. Uh, the first one is an animating or vital principle held to give life to physical organisms. And the second one is a supernatural being or essence as Holy Spirit. Uh, they also say it could be a soul. Or it could be an often malevolent being that is bodiless but can become visible, specifically ghosts. Oh, they differentiate there. Yeah. Um, then we're going to be talking a lot of about a lot of biblical stuff, a malevolent being that enters and possesses a human being. Okay, the third thing, um, temper or disposition of mind or outlook, especially when vigorous or animated, as in being in high spirits. The uh, fourth is an immaterial, intelligent, or sentient, sentient part of a person. Uh, the fifth is the activating or essential principle influencing a person acting in a spirit of helpfulness or an inclination, impulse, or a tendency of a specified kind, a mood. Uh, number six, a special attitude or frame of mind or the feeling, quality, or disposition characterizing something undertaken in a spirit of fun. Uh, the seventh is a lively or brisk quality in a person or a person's actions, a spirited girl or a spirited feeling. A person having a character or disposition of a specified nature. Or a mental disposition characterized by firmness or assertiveness, as in denied the charge with spirit. So that's a big word yes. you chose for well, us. And they even left out one of them, didn't they? Spirits as in moonshine. Oh, yeah, they didn't talk about whiskey. <laughs> we have a new spirit place right here on uh, this road. On that's Concord right. Road. And that's it's going right. to be all about whiskey and spirits or moonshine. Yes. But yeah, they didn't talk about that. That's yeah. interesting. But I, actually, I think many of those definitions I would have lumped together a little yeah, bit. A spirited person, spirited argument, spirited right. filly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting that they broke it down so much. Mm -hmm. but, but the first thing I thought of, of course, was the spirit, the Holy Spirit, or... Um, you know, being that that's kind of what we've talked about the last few times. So you said a couple of other people had some different things that, that occurred to them. Well, yes. Um, somebody mentioned at work, like, school spirit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure which one that would 
fall under of those definitions. No. And then somebody had mentioned the whiskey. Yeah. And then several people, of course, mentioned the Holy Spirit. Right. So. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. since we've been talking kind of along those lines, that was the first thing I thought of. Or the, you know, the local resident ghost and stuff like that. <laughs> right. But, right. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Was... So, anyway. So, we uh, did some... Um, there were a couple of quotes that I liked from the uh, Bible that oh, I talked don't. about spirit. Why don't you share them with yeah, us? Yeah, the one from Proverbs 15, 4, which I think is were, are words to live by. I really like this. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Mm. Oh, yes. I like that one. <laughs> I like Mind that. our tongues. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yep, for sure. Um, it's interesting they say perverse tongue. That's, perverse tongue, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and, Crushes the spirit. Yeah, and this is new. It's, this is the NAV, so there, it may be, uh, King James may have a slightly different word, I'm not sure. Should have looked for that. So, um, but that one I think is a very good one, for sure. And then this one is from Galatians fifteen twenty-two to twenty-three. Uh, this is really the main, or, or has been considered by some um, people that study the Bible and some of the um, early commentators as the basis of Christianity. This is like uh, to Saint Augustine and a lot of the early church writers. This is the most important verse that Paul ever wrote. Well, so, tell it to us. Yeah, it's, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And the reason for that last bit is Paul was writing to the Galatians because we talked a little bit about um, the fact that he and James the Just, who was a more legalistic leader of the church, clashed. And uh, James had sent some of his um, missionaries to the, the Galatians and preaching a different philosophy than Paul. And that's really the basis of Galatians. He's saying there is no law to these. This this is not against those laws. These things. That's not against any law. Yeah, this is this was wonderful. And uh, we were just talking. You know, we we read these books. We read the Bible. We grew up with the Bible. Do you know who the Galatians were? No, I do not. And I did not either. And uh, they were. Celtic peoples that lived in Turkey that had come into uh, the Macedonian Empire, invaded in like 269 BC, or 281 to 279 BC. They, they came in, they, they had their own language. Where had they come from? They came from Germany, France, uh, Switzerland, uh, the Middle European um, area, and they were basically the the barbarians that came in and like you know and uh, disrupted the Greek Empire. Um, so it's really interesting to know 
that these people, in fact, one of the early church writers called them Hellenistic savages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or Hellenized savages. Uh, Hellenistic meaning they were Greek. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, so I thought that was really interesting. Almost all biblical scholars agree that Paul wrote Galatians. You know, and it's hard to get a whole bunch of biblical scholars to agree on a whole lot. Uh, at about between 40 to 60 A.D., which um, most people kind of place it in the latter part of that. And the subjects were about legalism and um, adhering the other missionaries trying to get the Galatians to adhere more to Jewish law as opposed to Paul's philosophy about the Gentiles. Well, so. you can't go wrong with the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> the fruits um, of the Spirit. This was, uh, I thought it was a really lovely thing. And that brings us around to the Holy Spirit. Right. Yes, which, which yeah. has always been my favorite part of the Trinity. Awesome. Tell yes. us more about that. Oh, from the time I was a little girl. Yeah. I just, the Holy Spirit was the one I resonated with. Wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. And sometimes I, I like... Sorry about that. Ah, just adds a little nuance yeah. there. <laughs> well, sometimes I felt like I had to defend that. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, people put a, a large emphasis on Jesus right. and on God. But I said, well, wait a minute. You say they're three in one. Why can't I put an emphasis on the Holy Spirit? So I, my favorite Sunday, uh, Sunday of the calendar year, the church calendar, is Pentecost Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I just, that's the part that moves me, that speaks to me, that gives me the basis to, of my belief system That's is the Holy Spirit. That's interesting. Now, to me, it always seemed like such a distant thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? no, and, and I, I maybe just been simply the way I was. It was presented, you know, the, or the idea of the Trinity was first presented to me, you know, when I was younger. But the, the Holy Spirit always seemed to be so distant. Well, I think for know? most people. Yeah. That's and and a lot of churches, you know how they'll have Church of the Transfiguration or yeah. Saint John's Episcopal, whatever. Every once in a while, you'll see, uh -huh. you know, Church of the Holy Spirit or something. Right. And then again, you also have, I think, especially for you and me, growing up in the Methodist and the Presbyterian traditions. Um, when people would talk about the Holy Spirit, they might think Pentecostal, yeah. which is different um, because they're getting the gifts of the Spirit through speaking in tongues and right. prophesying and, you know, all of these things that we didn't, we didn't see very often. Right. Or at least once I was older, I enjoyed going to those kind of churches, but I never ever could speak in tongues. Yeah. And a lot of those churches, if you don't demonstrate those gifts, they feel you don't have the right. Spirit. And I knew that wasn't true. Right. So. Right. Yeah, there's um, there are just different things in different um, religions, but 
the and you know the Presbyterians were the soft state and we're not gonna do that, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. which is and I admire people that can that can turn loose. I I just don't have that in me. Right. I I just I really admire people that can do that and just totally give up whatever inhibitions. I really admire that in a person. That is how they worship. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. It's just not it's so not me. <laughs> and and when I do say I have the relationship with the Holy Spirit, I do feel that presence very yeah. much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can envelop me like putting one of your shawls that's around awesome. my shoulders, yeah. and and it can be that tangible. Yeah. Mm hmm. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, but that is not not something I've experienced exactly. But what I experience uh, is a almost um, like maybe it's the same thing. Today, I was at the, at the um, nursing home waiting for Daddy, and I was sniffing, and this little lady was crying in her wheelchair. Just a little ways from me. Mm -hmm. And so she comes on up like they do. They walk themselves with their feet. Mm -hmm. And she stops beside me. And she's still, you know, she's not like bellowing. She's just, she's crying. And so I looked up and I said, you're having a bad morning, aren't you? And she said, yeah. And so she sat there for a minute. And I don't know what it is. It's like channeling something. Mm -hmm. Channeling energy to a person. Mm -hmm. so I can do that. It's almost as if your spirits are talking to each other. Exactly. So, you know, I didn't say anything more to her than that. You know, I just sat there and knitted, and she sat there and snub, subbed a bit. And then uh, all at once, it's just like I could feel the energy coming from me to her. Nice. But it's almost something like outside of me. Right. I sort of picture it coming down into my head and out through my heart. And then she's just as happy as a clam a little oh. bit. <laughs> and oh. I take no credit for that. Right. You know, it's almost like you're a, a, a vessel. Absolutely. Maybe it's the same thing with different oh. words. Hey, I believe it. <laughs> I, I do because I have seen that happen. Yeah. And you're not the first person. Yeah. And, to and I used to be really good at it. I'm not as good at it as I used to be. Well, and I think that we probably all... Yeah. Have that ability. Uh, sure, you know when you're uh, when you're enthused about a conversation or you're feeding off of each other's energies, you know that happens for sure. Well, and some people explain that the spirit, and it gets tricky when you know I, I think of the Holy Spirit as the separate right. being, but I think that each of us has a bit of that spirit in mm -hmm. us, each and every one of us, and I think that any any sentient being, and yeah. maybe even, who knows, the trees and the flowers, Never and <laughs> yes, I, I don't know that, yeah. but I think that it has a vibration, mm -hmm. and I was just writing on Facebook today about yeah. how in quantum physics, through scientific research, they're starting to recognize some of that. Yeah. It's just 
beginning in science, and I'm so glad I've lived long enough that to see some, to see some scientific re, you know, research, right, and proof, and yeah. proof of that. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit is a New Testament idea, yes, as far now, as I can tell. Yes. Uh, the uh, Old well, Testament, Old Testament yes talks about no. the Spirit of God, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really talk about it as a, a the Trinity. Just does not seem to. Well, of course, you know, with, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right, it's totally New Testament. Yeah, but totally. When, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the yeah. Word was God. Right. And sometimes, in my at least in my own mind, I equate. The yeah. word with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that who's that's what speaks to me. Sure. Well, the mm -hmm. second the second verse in the whole Bible speaks of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, moving across the waters. So. Right. So anyway, so that's a part of our spirit idea. Did you have any more? Well, do you remember that book, The Shack, that came out a few years ago by Paul Young? I think that was the author's name, but he had, it's a fiction book, uh -huh. but he depicts God as this um, black woman, uh -huh. and Jesus as this flannel-shirted, blue-jeaned fella. I need to get that book. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I have a copy. Our That's book club good. did, our daytime book club well, That did sounds it. really interesting. But the Holy Spirit was this beautiful... Asian woman out in her flower garden, cool. you know, that that was what, but that was his idea of depicting them, uh -huh. and it, I don't know, it sort of rang true when you were, Interesting. yeah, so yeah. that, that's a cool book. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one, so, um, other, if anybody has any, uh, discussion about spirit, we would love to hear from folks. Yes. You know, we have, like, about... I don't know how many listeners, but a whole lot of people download stuff, and we don't know who you are. <laughs> we would like to know a little bit about you. Yeah, and What you're thinking. Yeah, let us know. And uh, So anyway, we have, um, have we wound that up? Yes, until we do some yeah, more, some, some quotes stuff. and books. Yeah. But. Okay, so we have a little suite, and I have been working really hard on my hat shawl. That yes. we talked about last time. Yes, why don't you repeat again the definition of a yeah, half shawl? A half shawl is a Shetland, uh, shawl made in Shetland uh, with a particular technique. It has a usually plain center and then a lace border and then a, uh, another um, edging around that. So what I've started with is the middle, which is a simple garter stitch in gray. And I'll do some pictures. And you start with a provisional cast on. And a provisional cast on is simply a um, row uh, or a cast on uh, that you do so that you can remove it later. Oh, so, really? So you'll have lots of stitches. You'll take that red off? I'll or? take this red off. And uh, that gives you a lot of stitches. As you take this off, you pick up the little stitches that will be left behind on a needle. And then you will be able to start knitting with them to do the border. So you'll have a lot of stitches on either side when you get um, done. But anyway, I just wanted to say a little bit about uh, what a provisional cast-on is. This one is a crocheted cast-on. Now we're going to get technical here and that will be boring for some people. 
but um, you crochet a, scan, a chain of however many stitches you needed. This was 135. And then you go back and you pick up a little loop in each crocheted chain stitch. And that gives you your um, your, uh, your loops, uh, basically your cast on that you can start knitting on. And then so those loops will be there. The other end of those loops will be there when you take this cast on off. I think I actually understand what you're saying. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're it's, a good uh, teacher, Leslie. Yeah. Well, there are a whole lot of YouTube videos. Um, I've had to. It's been so long since I'd done one. I had to go look up uh, how to do it. Uh, there are a lot of YouTube videos that show you how to do it, and there are other cast. There are other cast-ons that work just as well, uh, but they all still use a piece of waist thread. And so I did it as a contrasting one so I could take a picture and show. Um, and I imagine doing it in a, in a contrasting thread will, would be better anyway, so you know what you're picking out. So that's uh, as far as I've gotten. It will take a long time, about 100, about 125 out of 270. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so it'll take a little while to do this. So, and what has your projects been lately? Well, I've been uh, busy working at Nancy's Candy mm -hmm. Store over the holiday break. I yeah. Worked, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so that was fun to oh, be back yeah. back in the store. Mm -hmm. um, and at the Reynolds Homestead, we're starting right into the thick of things. Yeah. Getting right into, we had to undecorate the Victorian house oh. for Christmas. And that's, um, well, yeah. besides being a tedious job, um, it's sort of sad. sad. Yeah. Right. But I have such wonderful volunteers. Oh, we have yeah. fun. I'm sure you had a good time. Mm -hmm, we do. And one thing that I thought might be interesting to mention is that this year, for the months of March and April, we're going to have a juried youth art show. Oh, that so does I, sound interesting. Yes, we've never done that before. So for kids in 8th grade through 12th grade in Patrick County and all the surrounding counties. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's really going to be popular. Yeah, well, as much talent as there is oh. in this county with all sorts of different things. I bet the young people are amazing as well. They are. So, so that's great. In fact, we, we realize they deserve their own show. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I've seen some of the work they put in the uh, Jeb Stewart art show. Right. In the past. So so that sounds awesome. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, that's a little sweet. Then we have a little tart. We want to do a review or talk about some books and do some quotes. Sure. Uh, I didn't have any books. Well, so. I do, besides just mentioning the shack, I also, and this is a totally different way of looking at spirit. Okay. This is a book called Lilydale, The True Story of the Town That Talks to the Dead. Okay. It is, and the book is by Christine Wicker. Uh -huh. um, I have been to Lilydale okay. on several different occasions. Uh -huh. It is the oldest spiritualist town in the United States and it's been there since um, well for about 120 wow. years yes that it has 
has been there. Uh, Susan B. Anthony was a frequent guest. Uh-huh. A lot of people. Sinclair Lewis used to go. Uh-huh. And now, I just to describe the town to you, they're like tiny little Victorian houses uh-huh. on these streets. And there's a lake. Yeah. Um, and the a couple big hotels with front porches with rockers, and there's an auditorium. Um, there are several places where you walk up into the woods, and there's a clearing. So, in these Victorian houses, mediums hang shingles, you know, ah. so where you can stop and get a reading, uh-huh. and you know, it's it's. Quite a fascinating place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the woman who wrote this book, Christine Wicker, was basically going as a skeptic. Yeah. To see, you know, by talking and interviewing very people, sure. uh, various people, and spending amount of time there. Um, and I, actually, I was a little disappointed that she doesn't draw a real conclusion. It's kind of hard to draw a real conclusion. Well, it is, unless you experience... When One of the times I went, um, James Von Prague was... And, of course, he's had television shows and, you know, has been on Larry King and and whatever and written quite a few books himself. Um, He just was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed hearing him speak and give readings and meeting him. Um, so, I don't know. I, I have taken friends over there from Chautauqua, yeah. which is a totally different place, but it's about 20 miles apart. Huh. That's all. Very and it yeah. started right around the same time, Chautauqua ah. and Lilydale. Right. I think it was some, there's something about that western part of New York and the spirit, if you will, that is in that area. That's where the Mormons, the LDS church, got started in that area. And lots of other things. 1840s, that's when a whole lot of people went, gave up everything and went to the top of the mountain thinking that um... Jesus was coming right. again in that yeah. time. So that area has something about it. Right. Who yeah. knows what, but... Yeah, I have, to, I have some idea of there's some transcendentalism and... Right, yeah, right. And oh, yes. things that happened up in there and some communities... Yes. ...that um, have been, were set up in that time period. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Well, it's a fascinating book. It actually mentions a few people in it. Um, whom who I know uh-huh. and have met, and it's it's a so fun. When they say place. they basically talk to the dead, they're basically saying they're channeling spirits. Oh yes, oh yeah. yes. And I'll tell you what else is interesting. People say, oh, you know, all these weird hippie types or whatever. With the spiritualist, that is actually a church. Yeah. And they have their own hymn books. Yeah. There are people, you know, ladies that look like your auntie and my right. auntie yeah. who sing these hymns. And right. you're just singing along thinking it could be in the Methodist hymn book until it might you start singing about 
the dead looking down talking yeah. to you or something you know yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. and then you realize whoa wait a minute i'm yeah. this is just a little yeah. different but to them this is a a way of life yeah and you totally have to respect that oh i do know? absolutely yeah um i have a ghost story Oh, tell us a ghost story. Okay. And then I've got a quote from this book well, about ahead, ghosts. Book. Oh, Should I okay. do that first? Well, either way. Okay, well, why don't I read it while yeah. I have it open here. Tom, who is one of the mediums and someone who uh, spends a lot of time. Uh, in fact, most of these people go down to um, uh, Florida in the winter and then come back. Mm -hmm. And the name of that place, Casadega, okay. is in Florida. But anyway, it says... Tom has been called upon to exercise ghosts from houses, a process spiritualists call spirit rescues. Uh -huh. They never use the word ghost. Earthbound spirits, or lost souls, or spirits who haven't gone toward the light are preferable descriptions, according to Lilydale Thought. Tom calls them stuck souls. Stuck souls, okay. Well, I don't know what this particular little lady is. I think she just comes for a visit once in a while. In my old house where I have the shop, um, ever since I was small, well, for, for a considerable time period when I was small, we used to see this little gray lady. Now, I saw her. Sammy saw her, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Mama saw her. And she was... I was in the fifth grade. Uh, the time I remember most clearly, she was about the height I was when I was in fifth grade. And I was never a small girl, you know, never a tiny child. So I was probably around five feet tall at the time. She was about, she was my height. And she would come into the bedroom where um, my parents slept. And she would stand in the doorway of where my brother and I slept. And I would... A couple of times I just had this feeling that she wanted me to follow her. So I would follow her into the living room and then she would go up the stairs. Mm. But the, there was a door there, <laughs> which uh -huh. would kind of make me think, this isn't quite right. <laughs> and, yeah. And one time I was, I was sick in um, the living room. It was um, They had a little day bed that served as a couch. And I was, I was sleeping on the daybed, and I woke up, and Daddy had built a fire in the fireplace. And I saw her feet as she walked between me and the fire. Uh. Uh, so, you know, we, we didn't really talk about it. But one day, um, my dad's sister was home uh, visiting uh, from Texas, and she turned to me just out of the blue. And she said, did you ever see anything funny in that old house? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like a 30 years um, well, maybe not quite 30 years, but yeah, uh, about 25 years before I was born, or 30 years before I was born, she saw the same little lady. Uh. You know, and she said she would go down the steps in front of her at night. And Daddy said she would hear, he would hear it walking up and down the steps. But nobody ever figured out who well, she we was? Well, we think, we know. Um, there was a one of our cousins is just sure it was her grandmother. And her grandmother was married to a traveling preacher and she had 13 children or something. I can't remember exactly how many, but there was a good many children. And um, she, uh, Becky said 
that that house was the place her grandmother was happiest. Ah. And she just thinks she comes by to visit. She, you know, she's in all seriousness, she would say, I think Grandma just comes to visit once in a while. No, that could be. Because she was happy there. She doesn't think she's particularly stuck mm -hmm. or anything. No, I don't, I don't really agree with what yeah, that fellow said know. because I have, you know, yeah. certainly felt spirits. Yeah. Where I work at the Reynolds oh, Homestead, yeah. <laughs> yes, and about 50% of our guests who have spent the night in that house will see something, feel something, experience yeah, something. You know, and it just doesn't feel like it's a, a like this one, it just doesn't feel like this uh, spirit is disturbed. Mm -hmm. You know, that it, it feels, in fact, uh, my my dad's sister uh, Janet always said she felt protected. Mm -hmm. That she was that this um, spirit wanted her to be safe going down the steps, mm -hmm. like a guardian yeah. spirit yeah, and so. spirit guides. Yeah. I mean, a whole lot of people talk about that. talk about their spirit guides, and I could go into that, but I really don't want listeners to think that I'm nuts. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> But like I say, we don't know who's listening. Right, right. <laughs> but if you if you do want to hear about it, yeah. leave a Contact comment us. because I certainly am not hesitant sure. to well, talk about it in general. Well, but spirit guides are a real big part of sure. my life. And and well, and that's a very ancient concept. Oh yes. Uh, and I I didn't look it up, but like um, some other things we've talked about. Uh, spirit is a pretty universal concept, I think. Oh. I, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure that wherever you go in history or, or in cultures, you're going to find an idea of an existing spirit of, of a person. Well, certainly in Aboriginal and yeah. certainly in Native American. Right. Yeah, and then the spirit of, uh, the spirit of the world. Like uh, we were saying about the spirit being in everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that's well, it's, it's yeah, fascinating. That's, <laughs> it really is that there are certainly universal concepts. So, so you have some um, quotes. I do. Um, three of my favorite ones. I'll start with the Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and this is actually from the book Love in the Time of Cholera. That's one of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. Age has no reality except in the physical world. The essence of a human being is resistant to the passage of time. Our inner lives are eternal, which is to say that our spirits remain as youthful and vigorous as when we were in full bloom. Think of love as a state of grace, not the means to anything, but the alpha and omega, an end in itself. Cool. And isn't that true? The oh, older yeah. I get, I realize that my spirit's the same youthful and vigorous as when yeah. I was in full bloom at 22. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother always said that she felt like, you know, in her 70s, she felt like the same girl that she was when she was 16. Yes, I yeah. think that is true. She'd grown much wiser, but, well, but basically she was the same girl. 
Now this is an Anne Lamott crush. Yeah, Anne, Anne is wonderful. Mm-hmm. She certainly cheers me up. Oh yeah. She's uh, quite quite the writer, and she yep. certainly says what she thinks. Well, yeah, and that's mm -hmm. wonderful. And she doesn't pretend to have all the answers. That's what I really admire. I admire anybody that puts her their whole puts her soul out like she does. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. And here it is. I was reminded of the four immutable laws of the spirit. Whoever is present are the right people. Whenever it begins is the right time. Whatever happens is the only thing that could have happened. And when it's over, it's over. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yes, she calls those her four immutable laws of the spirit. Okay. And that's spirit with a capital S. A capital. No. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll read my last one. Okay. And this is Herman Hess. We must become so alone, so utterly alone, that we withdraw into our innermost self. It is a way of bitter suffering. But then our solitude is overcome. We are no longer alone, for we find that our innermost self is the spirit, that it is God, the indivisible. And suddenly we find ourselves in the midst of the world, yet undisturbed by its multiplicity. For our innermost soul, we know ourselves to be one with all beings. Now, that's something to strive for. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe at, well, I know at several times in my life when I have gone off by myself, you know, mm -hmm. and sat on that rock in the middle of the river and right. cried bitter tears Not and sure. felt at the end of my rope where the Spirit has just come in me mm -hmm. and I have felt God's presence and it was... Okay, and okay. I take that, that's right, and I take that out into the world with me yeah. every single day. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Anything to say about any of those? No, no, I think they speak okay. for themselves. Okay, we'll let them stand as they are. Yes. Okay, so now we have a little unexpected. <laughs> And I had an unexpected experience. I uh, got to go somewhere today and not have to rush back home. And um, Leslie got to play. I got she to play. She doesn't get to play very often. often. And so we went to Galax, the big city of Galax. And, and you went along with somebody who it. listens to us. Yes, we went, I went <laughs> with, yeah, I went with Karen. And uh, we had a lovely, lovely time. We went to the feed store, which was uh, uh, a fun thing. But then we met Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some people might not understand how much fun it is to go to oh, Tractor yeah, Supply. <laughs> tractor Supply is a great place. <laughs> it really is, you know. And, um, they, have, they have great clothes, and they have great tools, and they have great um, feet. And they have, um, you know, just fun stuff and interesting stuff and... Lots of, uh, they had a great sale, and they had sold out almost everything, but they had uh, just lots of good stuff, farm stuff and kitchen stuff. I hate to cook, but I love kitchen stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I love farm stuff. You know, it's just fun to go around and look at all the interesting ways that people, like people are so inventive and creative. It just uh, floors me sometimes. Uh, all the different ways of doing things that uh, are on a farm. And of course, you look at all the stuff for chickens and stuff for goats and think of the possibilities. So, so that was our experience at the tractor supply. And then we met some friends at, in downtown Galax uh, and had dinner, or had lunch at the Twisted Fork, which is a lovely Italian place. And I'll put a link to, I don't know if they have a website, but I know they have a Facebook page, because I went and did a rave review. And they, um, really, really good food, um, real reasonable price, great service, and we just had a real, and a nice ambiance, it's an, in an older building. Excellent. But it's, been, but it's been fixed up nicely. And um, there's some some people that used to work at Chateau Morsat are running it. And um, so it, it was really, really nice. That's yeah. And then we got to go look at the downtown area. And Galax, really, I like Main Street. Yeah, they had a great, uh, they still have a great Main Street. Uh, a lot of antique shops and a lot of uh, artisan places. Uh, Chestnut Creek School of the Arts. Uh, we went to. I I taught there years ago a few times, and it's a little far away for me to do it as a regular thing and have the shop. But I bought something, uh-huh. and I never bought something. And I bought this with Beth in mind. I'm not going to give it to her. I thought about it, but then I said, No, I can't. No, I, no, I, I love just it too can much. Enjoy it. Yeah, it is a. Um, and I'll put a picture of it. But it's a fabric postcard. Oh, we call that a novelty card okay. in the business. In the business, and it's got a beautiful lady. It looks like it's a fabric, uh, a printed fabric. Art Deco. Made. Yeah, and an Art Deco. And then she put tool over the top of it. I've never known exactly how to say that. I always call it fishnet myself. Fishnet, <laughs> yeah. With sparklies, and I always fall for sparklies. And the artist's name is Linda Hudson. I assume she's from the Galax area. And it's uh, on the back, she has um, embroidered, machine embroidered probably, the typical divided back postcard. Um, so you could actually send this. I don't think I would because it's just too beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks a little delicate. Yeah, but you could actually send this. They, so, used, to, they used to mail these types of cards. Um, I've got a lot in my yeah. boxes and collection that have... Um, satin on them really? and they will have canceled backs where yeah. they had gone through the mail wow. i love novelty cards yeah tell us more of, about novelty cards because well, we haven't talked much about our stuff lately mm-hmm. well anything any postcard that's not just a simple you know picture mm-hmm. with the back if it has any sort of attachment to it or if it has cloth on it if it has, um, sometimes you'll have some that will have a feather mm-hmm. or a button or, oh, my goodness, anything you can think of. Right. People used to put, they used to put real human hair. Wow. Sometimes on a postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, so novelty cards are just one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, sometimes there's cards that, like, say this woman, if she had a pocket here, 
where it actually might be slid open and they'd put a tuck a tiny note Aww. and then you could open a little flap and pull that note out yeah i've got some cards like that mm -hmm. like it might be a mailman with a pouch yeah. and now, um, i wonder if they did more of that type of stuff back then because they did more hand canceling and things didn't because this would just get destroyed going through a machine probably Probably. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't. I, I would stick it in an envelope because yeah. yeah. it is just so beautiful. Yeah, but but I would send it. I mean, it's got a price tag of $5 yeah. for mm -hmm. that. Um, Which I mean, is well worth it. There was a lot of work in it. Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. And what a nice birthday absolutely. card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So That's um, a gift in and of itself. A absolutely. gift of art. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna frame it because I love pictures of, of gorgeous women. Anyway, I'm mm -hmm. weird that way, and uh, so I'm gonna frame it and put it up in this very plain house that doesn't have much decoration. So uh, to ke I'm gonna keep that. But they mm -hmm. did. They had a lot of different. Or she had made. There were probably about two or three dozen. Oh, I want. Cards. I'm gonna. I I see a trip. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be like a medium. I see a trip to Galax in, in my, my future. future. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> they make beautiful gifts. And yeah. this was at the Chestnut. This was at Chestnut Creek mm -hmm. School of the Arts, and mm -hmm. there were some amazing pieces of of work. Lots of different kinds of jewelry and. Uh, there's too much stuff to even begin to talk about. I think we know several people who, oh, yeah. who teach there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of the artisans in the area. But uh, Jeff Stevens, had, there was a beautiful dulcimer that he had made. Jeff comes to your spiritual group, mm -hmm. and he's a teacher and a performer all over. I uh, think he's been doing some work over there, maybe yeah. even on the building. Maybe too. so, mm -hmm. yeah. But he's um, had a beautiful balsamer there. Mm. And um, there's just some incredible work. So they're, they're doing a great job. The building was an old bank from the 1920s. It has an Art Deco feel to it, too. I don't think they call it in architecture. Um, it has a different name, but it escapes me right now. But well, how nice that they have saved that building and oh, then yes. utilized it. So, yeah, for the air community that has these, uh, I think there's six or eight enormous uh, light fixtures. Oh. That are uh, right from the 20s, and a lot of the woodwork, uh, I guess all the woodwork is still there. And when I was teaching up there, it has an elevator, so we went up on the second floor because we had a disabled lady. It was taking one of the classes and when we went down to the classroom it still had the original door with the frosted glass and i think the name of the person that had the office was still on the door oh how neat yeah i'm not positive about that part but uh, i know it had the door with the frosted glass and it was just so cool well you know i like that about um the market McAdoo's, no. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, the McAdoo mm -hmm. restaurant. Um, when J.C. was here doing right. his pet sitting, yeah. we we had hiked the New River Trail and right. went there. And that was an old building that they incorporated yeah. Yeah, they kept a lot into the, the restaurant. Yeah, they kept a lot of the old stuff. Now, my friends that have moved there, the Jordans, they have, have an apartment up over one of the stores. And it was charming, too. Uh, we got to go up and see their place. Um, it's like a, up a story. And um, it has the original, well, it's not the original windows, but the original window uh, casement framing. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like about a foot thick, you know, to the uh, 
to the window. I guess it's brick and then siding or, or brick and then the interior. Uh, it's just a beautiful place. It's uh, not not terribly big, but it did not feel small at all. You know, it's just a one bedroom uh, apartment with one room and the kitchen all together. Uh, this was lovely, and I could see why they made that choice. They lived in Meadows of Dam for a while. Well, Galax for our listeners from overseas or yeah, from other yeah. places, <laughs> of course, it's it's was a factory town, furniture totally. making furniture, yeah. and then the Fiddlers Convention's been going on for over seventy five years. Yeah. Uh, they have street fairs almost every month, mm. which I didn't really realize until Wayne told me that they have something pretty much every month through the summer. Well, that's just good to know. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then, yeah, Galax is an odd word for, I guess, our, our uh, listeners from away. It's a plant. Yes, oh yes, a and wild plant. It's a wild plant in uh, the southern Appalachian, and um, I can't remember the original name of... So Galax is almost like a, a created town. Because of the factories, because it, the furniture it, Yeah, factories. for the factories. They brought workers in and they uh, settled here on this river uh, where they um, could build the factories. And it had, briefly it had a different name, which just didn't take. And then um, one of the company execs or a, a, one of the railroad execs suggested Galax. Mm -hmm. Right there on the New River. Yeah. And you know, just since we're mentioning this, that excellent book, Factory Man, oh, yes. by Beth Macy. Uh-huh. Yes, it explains why Galax is still such a charming and vibrant town. Yes. <laughs> Compared yes. to some other uh, places that haven't done as well. Oh, as one it. of the few factories still making furniture For, in, the, in United the United States. States. And, and it really shows that the town, the town has a good spirit. There you go. The words are, yeah, the word, uh, the word occurred to me when we were walking up and down the street. There's a lot of antique shops and just beautiful old buildings, but it has a good feel. It has a good spirit to it. So we enjoyed it very much and hope to go back and see people in the summer. So what else is uh, unexpected? It's probably a lot of talking that I have done. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's what we do. That's, this is what we That do. is what a podcast. I was on the real radio yesterday yeah, morning. Yeah, you about that, yeah. Mm -hmm. On WHEO, our yeah. local radio station. Down in Stewart. Down in Stewart, Unfortunately, I can't pick it up, So, uh, but I'm hearing great things about uh, the things and the music and the, and, uh, mm -hmm. the things that are going on with WEO. Oh, yes. And eventually well, they want to do an online presence, I think. I've mm -hmm. heard that a few times. So, uh, but our friend Marcy Horn is there. Mm -hmm. And Richard Rogers. And Richard, yeah. yeah. And he's such a good interviewer. Oh, yeah. I, I was on there for work and right. talking about the Reynolds Homestead. And he makes it so easy. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's always nice. When and Patty somebody. Dalton is uh -huh. the station manager. And okay. she's, she's trying to talk me into going down and doing recording some daily musings that, yeah, that they could put cool. on every day. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm thinking about yeah, it. That would be very cool. Because mm -hmm. you, you do the morning uh, thing in every, every morning anyway. On Facebook. Yeah, right? on Facebook. Mm -hmm. but, uh, you have quite a following for that. So yeah. if you miss one, everybody's like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be interesting. 
Very, very interesting. So we probably ought to wind things up. Well, this has been fun. This has been an interesting thing. And what is our word for next month, week? This is mine. Do you know? Should I'm, I put you on the spot? You or should put shall me on we? the spot because I should know. I had a word and it has gone right out of my mind. Time. Oh, time. I wanted to talk about time. <gasps> yes. Father I, time. Yes. I. Uh, well, uh, we'll talk about it last month. A poem came to me that I learned in high school or a phrase or something. And I thought, yes, we need to talk about time. That we're sounds gonna, yeah, we're wonderful. getting enough episodes. We're going to have to start making a list of what we've already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're not that old, Leslie. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so next uh, time, we'll be talking about time. Uh, our uh, show notes will be at www.quincepodcast.com. We are also on iTunes. Uh, look for us under Quince or under Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler. It's a little easier to find us that way. We also have a Facebook page. We'd love to hear your comments, constructive criticism, how we can do things better. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.